Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. You're listening to a teaching message by Vintage Church in Harker Heights, Texas. Whenever and wherever you are listening to this, our hope is that you are encouraged and challenged by this message and that you are inspired to take your next step with Jesus. For more information, please visit us at vintage.church or follow us on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to our service. I am so excited to jump into a brand new teaching series this week. For those of you who may be new, uh, maybe you haven't been around for quite a while, my name's Stephen, and I'm one of the pastors here. On behalf of our team, I just want to say wherever you are, whether you're online, you're with me here in the room, we are so glad that you've taken time out of your week to study God's Word with us here at Vintage Church. I want to encourage you, before we jump into today's message, if you haven't already, uh, to get into a small group. Something special happens, not just when you know something, but when you're known by others. There's this sense of community and connection that happens in small groups. Each week, we have small groups all over our region, some that even meet digitally online, and they really take what we're going to talk today, uh, our message today, and they take that conversation deeper. You'll open up God's Word. You'll enjoy a time of connection in your small group. If you haven't joined a small group, I want to encourage you to do that. Also, as we go throughout this series, we have all kinds of things happening Uh, here at Vintage Church. I want to encourage you to download the Vintage Church app. Uh, You can stay up to date in the palm of your hand with everything that's happening uh, here at uh, in our church family. It's an incredible tool to stay in the know. Well, like I said, I'm so excited to jump into a brand new series entitled Walking the Tightrope. It's a Christian's response to a toxic culture. I don't know if you've ever felt, especially with current events, like you as a believer, you're walking a tightrope and you're just not quite sure like, you know, which way to go or how to kind of keep balanced. What does that even look like in our culture with everything happening? You know, today over the next today, starting today and over the next five weeks, we're going to learn from the Bible how we as Christians are to respond and really engage culture, uh, a culture that divides, a culture that strives and seems to fight about everything. How do we live a life that stands apart? How are we different? Think about it for just a moment. I can't remember a time in recent history, at least not in my generation, where I've seen so much strife and so much division. So much strife and so much division. We have a global pandemic. We have unrest, injustice, riots. We have division all over our nation, including our politics. And the reality is, is we need solutions. We don't need any more man-made solutions. We need God solutions. The Bible is full of solutions. They're usually very simple, not always easy. And as believers, we have to be reminded from time to time to go back to the simple truths of Scripture when living in a toxic culture. Do you know that God's will, his design for you as a believer is to not just survive, but to thrive regardless of what surrounds you? I'm so excited to be kicking off this study. We're actually going to be studying this week and over the next five weeks, the first and second books of Thessalonians. These are New Testament books 
There's two letters we're going to be studying over the next six weeks. This letter is really to a vibrant young church in ancient, ancient Greek, Greece. The Apostle Paul had clear encouragements for the believers in Thessalonica who were living like us in an ever-shifting, chaotic world. In these letters, the Apostle Paul who planted this church, he encouraged the believers at Thessalonica to not be distracted, discouraged, or diluted by the culture that surrounded them. Instead, he challenged them to be steady, listen to this, consistent and sure in their faith. Paul also reminded them that their greatest hope is in is in knowing Jesus and that they should live their entire life as if Jesus could return at any moment. You know, I was thinking about the return of Christ and everybody seems to have an idea of, of when the end of the world is going to happen. And I read something funny this week about Christ's return. A priest and a pastor are standing by the side of the road and they were holding up a sign that was written in Sharpie. It said, the end is near, Turn yourself around now before it's too late. It had a bunch of exclamation points written on this cardboard sign. They planned to hold it up so that every car passing would be able to see it before they went around the corner. The first car that passed them, the driver stuck his head out the window as he passed this priest and this pastor and he screamed at the top of his lungs, leave us alone, you you religious nut jobs, you're crazy. Then he sped by around the corner. Then just a few moments later, the pastor and the priest heard tires screeching and a giant splash. The priest smiled as he looked at the pastor who was with him and he said, do you think we should have just written the bridges out? (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. You know, everyone seems to have an opinion of the end of the world, but did you know that God's desire for you and me is for us to be strong, steady, and consistent in our faith? Today, as we kick kick off our study of Thessalonians, we're going to start in chapter one of 1 Thessalonians. Today, if you're taking notes, we're going to talk about spiritual transformation, spiritual transformation. I'm going to give you a little bit of a little more context of these letters that the Apostle Paul wrote. He remember he wrote these two letters to a church that he planted in the city of Thessalonica. It was actually one of his most successful church plants of his ministry. Thessalonica was and still is the capital of the region of Macedonia, which is modern day Greece. It's a strategic commercial seaport and city. It was also a very large and populous city, especially for the ancient world. It was a Roman colony. And and just to be clear, a Roman colony really was basically an extension of the nation of Rome. Most scholars believe the book of Thessalonians was the first letter that he wrote was around 50 AD. It was written during his second missionary journey. Uh, You can actually see this journey recorded in the book of Acts chapter 17. Here in Thessalonica, Paul starts a church and many, many people come to Jesus. Many, many people who were once uh, pagans, didn't, didn't worship the God of the Bible. They give their lives to Christ as a result of Paul's ministry. Okay, but then as Paul's ministering, many people are coming to Christ. Persecution starts to happen and Paul has to flee the city. 
He then sends young Timothy to check in with this young church plant at Thessalonica as Paul goes to the city of Corinth. At Corinth, Timothy comes back to Paul with news of how Thessalonica is going. Okay, now this letter that we're gonna read today, this is Paul's response to Timothy's report about how the church was doing. He wrote this letter not only to encourage these Christians, but also to clear up some areas where they were lacking truth and and, and some areas where they were allowing the surrounding culture to seep into the kingdom culture of the church. His letter was no doubt helpful to Christians then, but don't miss this, it's helpful to us today because like the church at Thessalonica, we find ourselves in an ever-shifting culture. And I believe the encouragements that he gives this church still apply here today for our church. So let's jump into chapter one of this powerful first letter. And today we're gonna learn three keys to spiritual transformation. Three keys to spiritual transformation. Now it's interesting as Paul's writing and responding to a report to news about this church given to him by Timothy, the first thing he opens the first letter with is he talks about spiritual transformation. Notice here he could have talked about anything. He could have talked about the incredible pressure that they were feeling. He could have talked about politics. He could have talked about all the things that were surrounding them and how they needed to specifically respond in this situation to this person, but Paul doesn't do that. Paul actually, the first topic that Paul talks about before any other topic to this young church is spiritual transformation. And I believe that's significant for one very important reason. Everything around you is driven in the spiritual. I think sometimes in our minds, we separate the spiritual from the natural, but the reality is things in the natural were preceded by the spiritual. And Paul knows that by teaching the Thessalonians, how to focus on their spiritual transformation, he knows that that transformation will spill out onto every other area of their life. Three keys to spiritual transformation. What was the first one? It was a commitment to Christ. A commitment to Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2-3 through says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and our Father. As he talks about their commitment to Christ in this big conversation about spiritual transformation, he actually gets really, really practical in this verse, and he gives us three tangibles of an authentic faith. In other words, Paul says, hey, I want you to know what it looks like. He's celebrating this transformation, but he's also teaching us what it looks like. What does a commitment right, to Jesus look like. First, he says, their work of faith. These Thessalonian Christians had the kind of faith that you not only heard from their lips, but you could see in their lives. It wasn't just a lot of talk. It was a lot of positive actions. Now, I want to be clear here. The scripture clearly teaches, right, that we can't be good enough through good works to earn a right relationship with God. You need to understand that's not what he's talking about when he's saying, when he's talking about the work of faith. What he's saying is you can, you can see spiritual transformation, right? You can see it because it works its way out to how you act, Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, he says, for we are God's masterpiece. He, was create, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. 
Now, again, we don't earn God's love through works, but we do serve God, and our works are a result of fruit in our life. Next, the Apostle Paul mentions their labor of love. I love that. I love that. Some of us, we just think love comes naturally. It actually doesn't. I love how he says, your labor of love, meaning it's not easy all the time, but you labor to continue to grow in love. Love is all about putting the interest of others above our own. Love suffers long. Love endures pain. Love continues even when the work is difficult and discouraging, as it was for the Thessalonians, as it can be for us today. The Apostle Paul gives us a very clear picture of what love looks like in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to read verses 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. I love this in verse seven. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures in every circumstance. Paul acknowledged the good work that was happening with the Thessalonians. He acknowledged their labor of love, even when it was difficult. But then he mentions patience of hope, patience of hope, that patience or endurance that Paul is speaking of here is this idea of steadfastness. This isn't passive resignation. It's maturity evidence. Don't miss this by consistency and a resolve. I love saying it like this way. They had a humble resolve. They had a humble resolve because of their commitment to Jesus. They had this stability that, 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 that the world didn't have. They stood out because of their patience of hope. Did you know that as a Christian, what you focus on actually not only draws your attention, but also your direction, also your direction. When we focus on the hope we have in Christ, I love this patience of hope. Hope is such a powerful thing. And many times we pray, God, remove this mountain, right? We see an obstacle and we automatically think it must be God's will to get rid of all of our problems. But with patient hope, we realize that many times it's not God's will to remove the mountain, but rather for us to keep our commitment focused on him and for others to see us go up and over that mountain. Because in that moment, we're not only growing in our own commitment and our own faith, but we're also a light to others. We see this commitment to Christ as an essential for spiritual transformation. The second essential for spiritual transformation is an openness to Christ, an openness to Christ. He brings them back to when they first believed. I love that. I do that regularly when I'm discouraged or when I'm down and out. I'm not really sure which way to go. It's like I always go back to where I was before Christ. And the openness that was a part of that initial decision to follow him. God touched the Thessalonians, the Thessalonian believers. They experienced Christ's love and grace. And Paul admonishes them, hey, you got to stay open even after that first decision you made to believe. First Thessalonians chapter one, verses four and five. He writes, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were for your sake. 
I love verse four. Verse four throws out this this very strong word called election. And this isn't the same as running for an election or voting. This is actually a biblical concept that teaches us that God chose you to have a relationship with before the foundation of the world, apart from anything you could have done or earned. Paul moves from this idea that, hey, God's with you. He chose you. He sees you. He moves on to this encouragement and he reminds them. He says, go back to that moment when you first believed. Have you ever tried that? Maybe you've been following Christ for a short time, but maybe it's been a little bit of a longer time and you've experienced some ups and downs. And it's so incredible when we pause, right? When we pause and we go back to that moment where we believe because it reminds us how open we were and how, how ready we were to receive. And you know, many times what happens as we continue to walk out our faith and we go through difficult times, we have this, 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 this habit of fixating our focus on what's wrong and forgetting all that's right. Forgetting all the things that God's done in our life. Remembering where we came from. They saw God working in Paul as well. And the Bible says here that they followed Paul's example. He goes on to say they became imitators of us. Did you know that this is part of the discipleship process? Seeing God work in someone else and hungering for more of God in our own life. This is why relationships with other believers are so important. When we talk about the local church, remember Paul's writing to a local church who has every reason, every reason and every excuse not to get together. They have every reason and every excuse, right, to stop gathering together and, and, and seeing each other and growing alongside one another. But he points them back to this idea, hey, you gotta have other believers in your life because you imitate right? You see examples that you can follow. First Thessalonians 1, 6, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, but with the joy of the Holy Spirit. You know, when life doesn't go the way we want it to, when we have disappointments or discouragements, there's a temptation. Don't miss this. There's a temptation in each of us to begin to close our heart to the power of God's word, to wallow in self-pity, to wonder why God would allow such things. We've got to learn as believers to keep our heart open to Christ by moving from the question, why God, to what's next, God? What do you have for me? God, what's my next step? You know, finally, as we close out our conversation about spiritual transformation, we've got to see, don't miss this, that true sp spiritual transformation always results in a passion for others and a passion for others. You know, the Thessalonians, they were people builders. They were disciplers. They invested their lives in other people. Our vision here at Vintage is reaching people, building family. We are pouring our lives into helping each other take steps to become more and more like Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 8, so that you become examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believe. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Look at this. Your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. I love this idea. So that we do not need to say anything, meaning your lives are so different that you don't even have to open your mouth for them to know that God's working in your life. 
The Thessalonians followed Paul's example as he followed God, and now they've become an example for others. They were motivated by faith, by love, by hope, and it caused them to be a living testimony of God's grace. Look at their testimony. The Apostle Paul writes it in 1 Thessalonians 1, 9 through 10. He says, For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols to serving the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So what did spiritual transformation produce in them, and what can it produce in us? They lived, don't miss this, they lived with their eyes toward heaven with a commitment to Christ above all else. They lived with the continuing openness to Christ as they continued to grow and to learn. And that developed in them a passion for others that resulted in people noticing they were different. You know, as we continue throughout this series, we're going to talk about all different kinds of things, but we must all go back to this idea of spiritual transformation. Like the Thessalonians, remember where we place our hope. It's not in our circumstances. It's not in what happens to us, but it's in Christ and it's in Christ alone. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for the power of your word. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do and right now are doing in our hearts as we turn our focus to you, as we learn, Father, from your encouragement through the Apostle Paul to this young church in Thessalonica, Father, as we learn, Lord, to grow alongside each other, as we learn to thrive, regardless of our surroundings, Father, may your Holy Spirit guide us and lead us and empower us. May everything we do, everything we say, Father, may it draw other people to you. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. You can stay connected with us at vintage.church or on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Here at Vintage, we believe that church is more than a place or a weekend activity. It's a spiritual family where Jesus is the center of our lives personally and our relationships collectively. If you are in the Harker Heights, Fort Hood area, we would love to have you join us this week. You can learn more about us, our service times, and plan your visit by checking out our website at vintage.church. We hope to see you soon.